What's going on, amazing podcast family? We are back with another tremendous episode. We've got a panel back on, and we are talking about the quarantine, the power of language, facts versus stories, and inner resilience. We have three amazing guests. We have Danny Rios, who is a master coach. Um, he is also the head coach of the Strong Program. We have Mike Bledsoe, who's been on the show before, is a leadership and performance specialist. And we have Mark England back on the show. He's a speaker, co-founder, and head coach of Procabulary and Enlifted. These boys are uh, master coaches, and we just explore the quarantine. And this is a this is probably a month back now because I'm definitely ahead on the YouTube episodes and behind in the podcast world. So uh, we discuss a lot of different things that are going on in the world. We talk about uh, being aware of what you're ingesting in the in the media, uh, movement and breath work, facts versus story, being aware of our habits, noticing our energy, mental nutrients, uh, perceptions. We talk about uh, understanding your mortality, um, why you need to take action, and the power of words and stories. So we cover a lot here. It's an epic episode. I know you're going to enjoy it. If you like it and you want to support, uh, definitely experiencing the censorship and shadow banning. So sign up for the email list. Please consider becoming a patron. Join the Mind, Body, Spirit Academy. Get access to the Soul Compass course, which a lot more people are taking and loving helping people overcome self-sabotage, get very clear in their life purpose, and help them plan and get get there um, through strategies. It's actually very simple. Once you go through the 21 days, uh, you'll be amazed at your progress, even if you have no idea where you'd like to go, what you'd like to do, and what your values are. That's exactly uh, what it's designed for, um, and really just curating the uh, 400 episodes of the podcast into simple lessons to help people distill their life purpose. So that's what the Soul Compass course is. You can get it at mattbelair.com and just click over on the academy to find it. For those of you guys who are interested in coaching, just hit me up uh, mattbelair.com forward slash coaching. Fill out the form or go to matt at zenathlete.com. Happy to help you out and um, taking on more clients these days because some people have some time and they're really committed to changing their lives and the people that have been coming through it's been amazing to see how quickly they're able to identify an inspiring vision and work towards it and that's a lot of the time all we need we just need a little bit of a process a little bit of a helping hand and we can do amazing things so if you're curious about that hit me up matt at zenathlete.com would love to work with you so the most important thing you can do to support the show is do one kind act or even better do three kind acts in your community today because it is important to do so do three kind acts if you want to support the show today uh say a kind word reach out to a friend uh, do anything to put out a positive vibe to the world that we are in right now so let's get into a state of peace and coherence before we dive in wherever you are in the world just stop what you're doing take in a deep breath in through your nose hold that breath and let it out slowly filling every cell muscle and fiber of your being with peace joy contentment enthusiasm courage and ready to take on this amazing episode with Mike Bledsoe, Mark England, and Danny Rios. Hello and welcome to the Mastermind Body and Spirit Show. I'm your host, Matt Belair. Today, we have three amazing guests for you. Our first guest, Danny Rios, has been coaching people for a decade now. His experience ranges from college football to coaching coaches in the fitness industry. He is currently the head coach of the Strong Coach Program, where he supports coaches in building a successful online business. Danny has supported an array of individuals as a football coach, trainer, gym owner, college instructor, and health coach. 
Our next guest, Mike Bledsoe, is a leadership and performance coach who specializes in developing coaches to actualize their full potential. He is the CEO of The Strong Coach, helping coaches build six and seven figure coaching businesses and the co-founder of Training Camp for the Soul, an emotional resilience training program. He leaves nothing off the table when it comes to creating and attaining the vision for his clients and himself, pulling from an eclectic tool set. He cultivates leaders through physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual practices. Finally, our third guest, Mark England, is a TEDx speaker and co-founder and head coach of Procabulary and Enlifted. Mark has been researching, presenting, and coaching for the last 13 years on the power of words and stories. He has a master's degree in education and was an elementary PE teacher before getting into personal development. Welcome to the show, Danny Rios, Mike Bledsoe, and Mark England. Ooh, thank you for having us, Matt. Thank What's you, up, Travis. fellas? What's up? It's great to have you here. How you guys been doing? How's the quarantine going? Great. Great. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I've been, I, I think I've talked to more people during the quarantine than I did before. Yeah, we've got all these new apps now that I get uh, parties for. Like, uh, I, I don't know if you got those ones, like house party, things like that. Talking to old friends. You're not getting squirrely yet there, Mike? No, dude, I'm loving this. This is the quarantine has been a really cool gift. And uh, every day something new emerges that um, I get to be thankful for. And I'm experiencing a lot of peace, calm, clarity, creativity. I, I'm, I'm, I'm performing at my best and I'm, I wouldn't say I'm any more or less happier than I was a month ago when I was traveling around the world, just having a good time, you know, it's nice. And I, I'm surprised at how much fun I'm having. Well, I'm I think not. that's, that's a, <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's a reflection of your character. I just had Chris Marhefka on and he's telling the story about first meeting you and how everybody is like doing their thing at some sort of health conference. He's all stressed out because of business and he sees some guy sitting in the grass, smoking a cigar, looking like he's just so chill. And he's like, my first thought was like that mother effer. Like, why is he so chill? Um, and, and so, you know, you guys became friends after that, but it seems like, yeah, this is a part of like your mindset and who you are. And I think that that's what's happening here. There's like a lot of people are kind of expanding. Like if they're really fear-based, they're having more fear, you know, if they need more security or whatever the case is, it's kind of expanding. So um, do you guys want to, what are we going to talk about here? I know we're going to talk about language story. We're going to talk about mindset, but does anybody have any reflections or anything they want to kick this off with? I like what you were saying about the fear, you know, the, I think that's very top of mind for people. I, I, I imagine that the majority of time people are, they, they experience fear and they go out of their way to avoid whatever it is that's creating it. Uh, and now it's, uh, you know, it's unavoidable. And a lot of things that people were using to cope with uh, those feelings of fear that they didn't like uh, the, the toys got taken away. They either can't, uh, work or they can't work out or, you know, they have to, uh, you know, they, 
there's certain things that the toys were taken away that allow us to distract. Um, and I, and I imagine there's a lot of people that are still drinking and smoking and, and, uh, doing the things that are distracting at home and you know maybe they watched all the netflix and tiger king and all that shit and probably getting bored at some point and then going oh, okay well now i really have to face this this thing that i'm afraid of or whatever and and i imagine it's coming in waves for some people is the first week and for other people they can make it two months on tiger king and opiates but you know at some point shit runs out and they gotta face it and i you know, the, you, you were talking about, you know, there's a divergence. Some people, some people will keep avoiding and then other people are going to expand. And uh, I'm excited to be in the expansion group personally. Uh, I am curious about what percentage of the population is in that, in that crowd. Yeah, absolutely. And do you guys want to touch on any kind of like tools for fear of what you've been seeing? Like, uh, I think that's the big one. I just interviewed Stephen Kotler a couple of weeks ago and what he talked about are the three pandemics. One is the coronavirus. The second is fear. Um, and, he's, and that one, I think, is being very magnified through the media and news and Facebook and all the things. Um, and then he said there's collaboration. You know, people are cooperating from around the world. And so I'm just curious if you guys want to touch on that. Mark, why don't you chime in? Fear is pretty contagious, man. And, and so is collaboration. I've been on more calls in the past month than I have been in the past three combined. And part of that is due to invitations. That's also part of me because of, I decided to mobilize, uh, reaching out to people I've done work with before, or been on their show, and, and just said, hey, can I support you in, in, in some ways? And what's, what I've gotten back is um, even more than I was expecting from, yeah, sure, come on and talk to our sales team. Or, hey, we've got some, uh, got some people. I was on a call today with some people that are launching a salad dressing company, the mom and pops, and they need to tell their story well. They're starting to go on podcasts. And that, that came out because uh, I reached out to someone who I'd done their show a, a few months earlier. And they're like, hey, we need a storyteller. Um, you know, the, the talk about storytelling. Now is the time to, to tell yourself a good story. One that, one that helps you, one that helps you stay focused on what's important to you. Okay. One that helps you breathe well, one that helps you at least minimize your fear responses. And am, am I immune uh, to fear responses? No. And I'm pretty good when it comes to stories, tracking my own language, tracking in other people's, uh, keeping my breath low and slow. Uh, I have taken uh, a lot of action over the past two and a half months since this thing started to present itself. And I also did have a temper tantrum and Mike Bledsoe and <laughs> Danny Rios, they saw it. And you know what? I've felt so good since man. I'm, I've never been one for low grade uh, um, uh, anxiety. I'm more of a punch me in the face kind of person and get it over with. So, you know, um, if, if someone is, if someone has got, feel the damn thing through get get to the other side of what's gnawing at you that's my advice you know whether it's whether it's something about the coronavirus or something about the economic situation or something about both or something about something completely different you know like like mike said you know run, running away from it is it 100% successful almost lean into what's scaring you 
you're going to find out what, what the deal is with it a lot faster than avoidance. I don't know what the Tiger King is, but a lot of people are talking about it. And I could, I mean, I could imagine that, you know, that and that, that and some Marlboro Reds and some, you know, uh, some, some opiates would, would do the job pretty well of numbing you out. But um, I've been watching less television. Yeah, I like, a lot, yeah. Like, a, like a lot. Like a lot less. That's not even true because I don't watch television to begin with. I've been avoiding TV. I'm at my parents' farm. We're in the middle of uh, middle of rural Virginia. Great place to be quarantined, country life. And the TV is on guaranteed at night from 5 o'clock till about 11. And I'm out in the garage shooting pool by myself, listening to Grateful Dead records. Listen, I've listened, I've listened to Jethro Tull Aqualung side one 35 times in the past three weeks. And I'm not, I'm, I'm being serious. So, uh, um, you know, I'm waffling on in a, in a couple of different directions and I did distill it down to a word. You know, we, we got this, this panel together, Matt, cause you and I spoke about two weeks ago and, uh, also the same thing. I just reached out to you. I'm like, Hey man, uh, anything that we can I can come on and talk about and you're like yeah let's talk about stories got any friends that are good with the language game and I'm like yeah I got a couple buddies so here we are and I've distilled my angle with this whole thing down to one word and that's loose staying loose because the majority of everyone is they're constricting up that's not a fun place to live coronavirus or no coronavirus. So I'm like, I'm doing the exact opposite. I'm, I'm, I'm lifting at all. I got some kettlebells, very light stuff, a lot of mobility, breath work, walking, stretching, uh, letting myself sleep more, came off the caffeine. So it's just like, it's all loose stuff. And dude, I am, man, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm with Mike, man. I'm, I'm, I'm doing better work now than before this thing happened. In, in regards for me, uh, what my experience has been, a lot of direct support to uh, coaches. Uh, something that we did in, in the Strong Coach, we just essentially started giving out uh, free support for people. Um, and we could take this down to fundamentally people are just uh, focused on what they don't want to happen. Uh, I spend most of the call asking questions, what would you like to happen? And, and even just painting a, a, a picture for like, how do you want your life to look like after all of this is over? Uh, has been a lot of the conversation and, uh, you know, p helping coaches pivot from being in the physical space to an online space. Uh, we've seen a lot of coaches have a, a amazing results that, that we work with uh, directly. We, one of our, uh, one of my friends I'm being quarantined here with, she just went online and crushed an online certification, 50 people signed up. So there are so many positivity happening uh, with all of this where people are, are being able to use their imagination to come up with new solutions and, and, and get creative. Um, and they delivered uh, a, a online um, a curriculum where they had the music playing, meditation. She was up all night. This is up in the UK where they're featuring this, 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 uh, this product. Uh, and it's just been a beautiful thing to see what, what's coming uh, about all of this. Um, I'm not as isolated uh, as this two are. I'm in uh, San Diego, California, Imperial Beach. And, uh, yeah, and just you just feel the energy, you just feel the restriction. Uh, you know, I went to the grocery store yesterday to pick some stuff up, and uh, uh, it feels as people are even 
frightful of making eye contact or even saying hello. Uh, and, and so that, that has been my, my immediate uh, experience with, with all of this. And, uh, but the fear is real and it's very subtle. It, it, it happens and you just hear in their language and in a lot of people's language and, and, and what they're projecting out to, to the world. So, um, uh, you know, that's, and it happens to me as well. Uh, and I've been doing this language stuff uh, here for a few years and all of a sudden I'm, I'm noticing that I'm catching myself focusing on things that I don't want to happen. Uh, so for anybody that, that, that wants a basic support on this stuff, just look at, look at where your focus is at. Um, in regards to the things that you do want to create. You guys all made amazing points there. Um, what I'm reminded of, I just did a, an amazing podcast with Tom Campbell, who's a physicist and one of the leading physicists on simulation theory. Amazing human being. And, and we talked about the whole gambit of what's going on, fear and uh, social media and all the stuff that's going on there. So, you know, you guys kind of came down to the basics. You know, Mark, you talked about breath and movement. And Mike, you talked a little bit about like perception. You know, and I think Danny, your point on focusing on what you don't want it is so massive. When I teach um, extreme sports athletes how to do a trick that could hurt them, they could end up in the hospital very quickly if it goes wrong. If they focus on all the ways that that trick can go wrong, they're going to experience fear. The likelihood of that happening dramatically increases. It increases the probability. Um, and when they don't stay loose, they don't stay confident, they're not adaptable. Um, these are all uh, basic fundamentals, but some, sometimes very hard to do, especially if you're not trained, if you don't have this awareness. And so, Danny, I'll start with you and, and we'll get the boys to kind of go around, throw their two cents in and modify as we go along. But what kind of tool would you give people who are like navigating this and we're getting an inflow of information. And I like what, uh, I can't remember if it was Mark or Mike, but not watching TV. I think it was Mark. Um, Tom was saying, I brought this up about all the theories going on out there, right? It's a lot of scary stuff. And he said, well, if you're consuming something, is it helping you make a better decision? You know, so if you're watching the Tiger King, does that help you make a de better decision? Well, maybe the first episode, you know, you can learn not to do such and such with a lion or a tiger. You know, you're going to have that reaction. But it's very important what we're consuming here because we have an opportunity to do online courses to educate. In Buddhism, they call it mental nutriments. So if you're just filling your head with nonsense and lots of liquor and opiates, you might get a really strange reaction or you could choose another way. So I'd love, uh, Danny, for you to kind of chime in first and share your thoughts. Uh, you know, one of the big things that uh, I think about all this, uh, for a lot of people, their, their whole reality has been dismantled where, where they had a set structure based on uh, their job uh, and, and, and other responsibilities. Uh, so now people are, are it, you know, it happened to me where I have the freedom to, to now recreate those habits again. Um, because we can go back to, you know, when things are more normalized and, and, and create really bad habits in, in this, in this current state, um, uh, for what, what I'm playing a lot with, uh, in this current situation is noticing my energy and because this has dismantled so much of what was before, um, how I used to train, how I used to, you know. I was traveling uh, the world before this, uh, Latin America with Mike. And, you know, even, even all that being gone, um, now I'm put in a situation where, like, we get to reinvent all of it. And now the things that we're consuming, right, it's, it's our subconscious just taking all this stuff in, right? So we're, if we're taking in things that uh, uh, are, 
are constricting us and, and we feel that it's, it's, is, is most people are not noticing even their emotional body and what's happening uh, with that. So this is a, a really good time for people to develop new habits, new skills, new tools. Um, and, you know, one of, the, one of the best things to do is tap into your breath. And, and, and if, if more people can just develop starting that now, um and messing around with, with the language stuff the, the biggest piece that, that does help is just writing 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 stuff out and and that's energy that we don't have to keep in our minds that's energy that we can move through our breath and it's like two very simple things write things and pay more attention to your breath amazing great insights i'll invite uh Bledsoe to to speak and i'll just also share a story uh mike is a very fascinating guy he's been on the podcast a couple of times but, uh, you know, as an individual, I've seen him at Burning Man and a couple other environments and his attitude and his perspective are always incredible. And this is a guy that pushes the limits for everything and just has a really incredible attitude and adaptability, unlike anything I've ever seen. So, um, you know, your mind is a special place, my friend, and you're always just so much fun to be around. So, you know, what are your thoughts on what's going on and also like handling the craziness? Because you're a person that can go into any situation and remain exactly as you are and you're kind of unfazed, you know, and it's like the environment is adapting and you're just kind of in it in a very powerful and centered way um yeah it's been it's been uh really funny i one thing i noticed um just in my entrepreneurial career just my life in general is uh i i thrive in chaos and is and it's not even like so much so that i'll even create it Right. So you said all these really great things about me or what I perceive to be great anyway. And, uh, and, and at the same time of like, yeah, I'm somebody who crazy shit can be going on around. I'm like, yeah, this is great. This is normal. But I'll, there's a drawback to that, which is a lot of times I'll create it because that's where I'm more comfortable. So what is actually, what is actually uncomfortable for me is to be in a, in a really, uh, in a routine. And so, um, this is, this is something that's been an additional challenge to me. And, uh, and there's a study and one of the things that really brought this to me is there was a study a while back where they were looking at CEOs of startups and anyone knows anything about a startup in San Francisco, it's chaos. Right. And they found that all these CEOs who do really well in chaos in these startups, are uh, they came from uh, families where there was a lot of chaos in the home. They usually had a lot of siblings. There's just a lot of shit going on. It's like, okay, some people are actually more comfortable in chaos. And if you put that person in a silent meditation retreat, then the wheels actually come off, right? That's when, that's when things become difficult. And when this, when this um, thing happened a month ago and everyone started freaking out, my attention went to, I was like, I'm not actually worried about this virus thing, but I am concerned about human beings. I am concerned about humans under stress because I have witnessed humans under stress do really, um, it's, 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 I guess we could say bad. I, I, I was in the military. I, I saw some things where people were put under duress and under the worst conditions, people do fucked up shit. And, um, 
And I go, okay, I've never seen this before. This is a brand new threat. Governments, I, this government, I, I had a flight down to Columbia and they're like, well, uh, if I get on that plane, they're not gonna let me in the country. So I didn't get on my flight and I stayed here in the US. I go, I've never seen this before. And I actually went into what I would call survival mode. And I went into this mode of like, okay, I started assessing threats. Okay, is the food supply gonna be okay? Is this gonna be okay? Um, I think externally stoic or look like I have my shit together. And, and on the inside, it was like, no more feeling. I cut off my, I cut off feeling and I went straight into just doing just boom, boom, boom. And that's also a pattern falling into a pattern of like certain people. They just, they, they'll, they may shut down and do nothing when they get hit with a threat. And so just that's how I was trained. That's the patterns I was raised with, so on and so forth. Um, so now I've put myself in, in a nice little spot. So if, if, there, if Armageddon does really occur, I'm in an ideal location. I'm in an ideal location with food, water, not a lot of people. Um, I wouldn't say that I, would like, I, was, I was afraid for my life. I was more of like, wow, this is really strange when things get strange, I want to wait it out somewhere where I can be more comfortable, enjoy nature, all that stuff. Um, and the thing that I found in being somebody who is uh, more used to novelty from day to day, my days are starting in the last month have looked a lot alike from moment to moment. Um, and it got... Uh, I thought if you would have, when I went into this, I go, oh shit. My, my biggest fear up until a month ago, my biggest fear was of getting bored. And <laughs> God forbid I get bored. I'd rather like, you know, lose a limb than get bored. And, uh, and here I am, I'm going, oh, I'm putting myself in the country. I'm living out on this, in this countryside. There's no one around. I'm going to. I go, if I'm going to get bored somewhere, it's going to be right here. And I have had zero boredom, zero, zero boredom. And what's been really, really cool is I'm so used to having external stimulus and external novelty that by uh, my external stimulus becoming consistent from day to day, every day, wake up about the same time. I got a morning routine. I'm working out. I'm doing the thing. The work is starting to look similar from day to day. There's a rhythm, but I noticed that there's massive differences in how I feel from moment to moment and from day to day. And I'm really getting into the subtleties of my own internal state that was not possible because it was always easy to blame or contribute what's happening with me internally with what's happening externally. But what I'm witnessing now is Oh, what's my, my internal state has become even more interesting to me because if I do watch Tiger King before bed, if I do watch that shit before bed, I wake up the next morning and my experience on the day after watching Tiger King and waking up is different than my experience of when I went to bed the night before and I was just having a nice dinner with my friends. And I went to bed after having that conversation or I listened to a meditation app before going to sleep. 
I'm starting to notice much more nuance. It, it is much more subtle things. And this is one of my favorite gifts that this uh, experience has brought me is being able to tap into that and having this really consistent structure that is teaching me about me. And in fact, I am where I used to think and I would, I would avoid situations like I'm in right now. I can see myself gravitating going, oh, I can see myself getting a place out in the countryside. I, I don't need to have constant interaction with other people, all this kind of stuff. So it, it's been really, really beautiful. That's an awesome share, man. Um, you know, I, what I hear in that is that I think all of us, no matter where we are, are facing some sort of challenge and we're either going to use this as a learning experience or we're going to kind of like kick and scream as we go along. Because I, uh, when I was talking to Steve Kotler, you know, or, uh, yeah, he, Stephen Cutler, Steve Cotter, I was thinking the kettlebell guy, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, cool a beast. <laughs> he's a beast. Yeah, man. Um, uh, I'm sure you guys are familiar with him, but um, yeah. you know, he taught, he said, nobody's unscathed, you know, everybody he knows in the most powerful positions, nobody's getting out of this without challenge. Something's happening. So yeah. uh, Mark, I'd like, I'd love for you to come in and kind of share your thoughts on what everyone's been sharing. And also just like, you know, your perspective on dealing with the overload, everything coming in, everything changing, you know, the world's crumbling and, and how we can, you know, this is kind of a point we might go back around to get more insights, but with all the, like you can say conspiracy or alternative news or what the heck is the truth? And that's what I've been trying to find. How deadly is this virus? Is this the most deadly thing or is it not as deadly as they say it is? You know Almost what I mean? as deadly as herpes. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> You know, and it's <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, I, I uh, just jumped in and I let it go. That's what happens with you in quarantine, man. Um, you know, and so uh, I lost my train of thought, but uh, <laughs> maybe Mark can come in and, and save and start share share some perspective. I also here, let me unmute you, Mark. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I got a, I got a story, unherpes related. Uh, I got on a so I've been calling people. You know, one of the, I think a lot of people can relate to having more phone conversations with their friends. I called one of my buddies, um, and he and I talk semi-regularly, called him about eight days ago, and he answered the phone. He goes, hell, <clears throat> if you were trying to reach hell, you've, you, you're, you're here. This is hell. This is hell on earth. Hi, you're, I'm in hell. And, and I've never heard him like that. And I hear the kids in the background and the dishes clanking around. And I thought for about five seconds, one word, one, one name came to me, Brandon Powell. So I said, I, I, <laughs> dude, I, dude, I, dude, when you said that, that's the exact name that popped in my head before you said it. Just so you know. Dude, Mike and I welded each other to the, to the hip for about two years. And now we're, We've got, we've got psychic bonds. Oh. I got off the phone with my friend who was literally redlining. I mean, redlining. By the way, this was, not, this was 9, 10 in the morning. When you call someone and they're like, hello, this is hell. It's 9, 10 in the morning. It's really, <laughs> it's really bad. So I got off the phone with him and I called Brandon Powell. I'm like, hey, hey buddy, uh, I got a friend of mine who's about to blow a gasket. And I mean that seriously. Can you get on a call? group call 
talk him down, and I just recommended for him to do uh, an intervention with you. Seven one-hour breathwork sessions in the morning for the next seven days. He's in. He's got the resources. Are you available? Randy goes, I'll, I'll make time for this. We get on a call. They set it up, and they go. He does today was the last day he did seven one-hour breathwork sessions with brandon powell which both danny and mike can attest that guy brings the heat with his drum and with his voice and with his he's a level three wim hof instructor he's the premier instructor instructor i said that twice on purpose in in north america the dude owns it and i talked to to my buddy today and he sounds like a different person he is cool He's calm, collected, and he's enjoying his family. I'm a language guy, man. I've been introduced on stage as a language geek. It's official. And I've been in that game for a little while. And if I have to choose between the two, language or breath, I'm going breath. You keep that breath. You keep your breath low and slow and, 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 and stay loose, stay parasympathetic, and you're going you're gonna to think better. And you're going to speak more clearly. You'll likely say less too. That's one of the benefits, you know, coronavirus, no coronavirus, of this practice. This practice has given me is that I used to speak fast. I used to, I did that on purpose. I used to say as much as possible, shotgun all my ideas out because uh, something's going to land that's that will be uh, considered smart. I'm going to out-talk everybody. Nah, that was just me being a jackass, man. And upregulated and stressed. And as I got my breath under control and as I connected a couple of dots about, you know, the power of our words, uh, it became very clear to me that breathing well and a certain style of conversation, both internally and externally, go hand in hand. The easiest way, I'm right with Danny. These guys are black belts. Write the stuff down. Okay, if you've got a story that's haunting you, it's going to kick your ass 17 ways to Murgatroyd in your head. It's going to be like a bad fart. You can't get away from it. It just keeps flowing around. Take a pen and write the thing down. And now it's externalized and it's got borders and you can look at it. And then if you know a little bit about the language game, then you can start to play with the words. But at the very least, get it on paper. You'll feel better. You'll likely take a sigh or two of relief. Sigh of relief. It's like, hmm, cool. Sigh of relief of pressure. Uh, yeah, so, so breathing and journaling. And, and avoid the television. I mean, you know, I, I do, I will admit, I have stuck my toe in the alternative uh, conspiracy theory media from time to time. <laughs> and um, so I can <laughs> contemplate this stuff. I can contemplate, yes, this is main, the mainstream is exactly what's going on. And I can contemplate there's some nefarious shit going on too, or, and, or a mix of both. And simply my personal experience, I am repulsed is a strong word. And I'm getting close to being repulsed by the feeling that I get from television. doesn't matter what's on. There's a, there's a different vibration with that shit. Like I said, 
I avoid it now. It's not like I was watching it before. If I go in the room and the TV's on, I'm out the door. Thank I'm glad we got a little bit of land that I can go hoof around on. Do you mean TV as in like the, the object TV? Is Netflix not so bad? Or are you talking about the whole thing? what's being streamed? The whole thing. There's the some thing. under, and, and maybe it's always been that way. And I'm a little more sensitive to the buzz now. I can, I can, or maybe both, but there's just something about it, man. I'm, uh, there's, I'm feeling, and I'm a country guy. So this sounds weird for me even to say it. I'm feeling electricity differently now. I am 100% with you. I had that experience. What the fuck week. is that dude? Yeah. So I don't, I haven't, I haven't watched much TV in years. Uh, you know, I don't have other people wanting to put the TV on in the house. So we just don't have it on. I think I watched it. it, it it's the least I, I put it on a few times. I've smoked a bowl and put on TV a few times in the last month, but it's the least enjoyable part of my whole day. And so like, I actually, I thought we'd be watching it more as the days went on. I'm watching it less talking about feeling the electricity. I have been, uh, I have spent more time on my laptop and I've spent more time on my phone uh, this whole time. That's how we're connecting, right? But there was a day this week where every time I held my phone in my hand, if I felt a buzz and I go, I just like, I, and I stopped picking it up so much. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to put it down. I'm using my laptop. And uh, so there's, I I think that we're becoming more sensitive in this state because the entire world just calmed the fuck down to a degree. There, there is a contraction going on. There's a fear, but there's less buzz, less flying, less traveling. There's less production or the total production of the world has gone down and a lot of people are chilling out. And so I think the, basically the whole system has come down a bit. So things like creativity, there's the, what's happening collectively is down, which is for me, I feel as though I have, I'm I'm having more access experiences of having more access and feeling my phone buzzing in my hand and wanting to have it away from me is not a surprise. Like when I was experiencing, I go, Oh, I've heard people talk about this before. I've only had those experiences in like really small glimpses all day long my phone doesn't feel good in my hand right now something's up hmm. matt, matt Beller, i saw uh, I, I looked on the news okay i looked on the news drudge report and woody harrelson he's talking about 5g is this got something to do with 5g matt Belair? <laughs> you're gonna bring me into that i don't know <laughs> dude you, you talk to you talk to everybody yeah, you talk man. to everybody in the alternative media. I, you're the most plugged in dude I know personally oh, when man. it comes to <laughs> the lactivated conversations and stuff of um, an expansive alternative nature. What do you think? Shoot, man. Well, you know, it's a good question. I think uh, I'm like Bledsoe in the sense that I like to explore the edges. I, you know, whatever you're saying to me, I'm going to hear you out. I don't care what that story is. And I'm going to see if I can verify it. Um, Now, in navigating these fields, it's it's very challenging because you don't really know. Like what I know is nothing. You know, I actually, as a, as a life thing that happened today, I had Robert Kennedy, uh, junior um tweet i shared one of the things on the vaccine that he had 
talked about the Bill Gates thing. And that, that was something that kept the trajectory because I was half, uh, Dr. Shiva Ayadore is supposed to come on my podcast. I looked into some of his work, what he was saying. Uh, you, you had him or you're going to have He was Dr. supposed Shiva. to come. We had to reschedule twice. So hopefully he's going to come on. He's Got been it. just plugging. Podcast, I'll be watching right? him. Yeah. Yeah. So then I have Dr. Bear Lando. He's a friend of mine. Um, now I've had him on the podcast a few times and he's been studying viruses through a microscope for years. And his certifications are just a laundry list. And he's told me some back edge stories he doesn't share about helping people overcome cancer. We don't f- phrase it in another way because you can't, bad things happen. You can't um, even cure a ham. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, right. So, you know, it gets into the 5G scenario, but but maybe, you know, maybe 5G is bad, maybe it's not. I've seen various things, but it could be also when you're putting these things through, it could be the cameras that they put in. But what what I see happening now that should be a concern, I think, is forced anything. I don't, you know, the vaccination could be good for, it could be the best vaccination in the whole world, but uh, healthcare is a belief system. You know what I mean? And if you're forcing me and then you're, you're going to have these, uh, you know, coupons or not coupons, but this documentation, then we're getting into kind of a place that takes away free will and it can get a little bit frightening. So I don't know, um, but, and I'll keep it at that, but uh, I'm, I'm still looking because I think we need to be aware of what's happening, Right but stay calm, stay in the breath, stay present, stay loose, stay adaptable. You know, think of like the Navy SEALs going to war situations or when I'm doing something in extreme sports or when I'm in a fight, you know, I'm not stressed out. I got to stay loose. It just got smoked in the face. I better chill out so I don't get another follow-up. You know what I mean? And so I think that that's what we need to do as a culture. And um, I just will invite Danny to come in and share any kind of thoughts. I'd love to hear your thoughts on um, just uh, in any of you guys about like the polarization. And Tom Campbell gave such a great uh, analogy yesterday. One of the things he said is, you know, the news, I think he said used to be the fourth, the fourth something, the fourth house, like media used to report on government and tell you the truth. So they knew what was going on. He's like, now they're bought out by corporations and big pharma. So we don't have real news anymore. We have sensationalism, which creates an emotional response. And he's like, if the information isn't helping you make a better decision, it's, it's polarizing you into two camps. And he used the example of, he said, it's a true story in Canada and I didn't look it up or confirm it, but he said one kid was going to die. Uh, it was younger. And one was a doctor that might be able to help with the vaccines. And so only one of them was going to get a ventilator and the hospital had to make a decision. And then the news puts it out as this thing. And basically what it does is it gives you a no win scenario. Some people will be on the side of the kids. Some people will be on the side of the older gentleman who might have information to help moving forward, but there's a no win situation. So now you've polarized people, then they're attacking people. And what I would love to see in the scenario is uh, tolerance for other views, uh, collaboration and overcoming this polarization. So we don't uh, get into fear mode and beat each other with blunt or sharp objects. And so I'll invite Danny to come in and just kind of speak on any of that. No, oh, hold on, Danny. There we go. I got you. Cool. Uh, yeah, man, it's been, uh, you know, the, the whole topic about uh, the fake news and uh, everything that's going on with that. Uh, one of my closest friends, he uh, works out of uh, uh, the I, a bunch of different ICUs here in San Diego. And uh, the stuff that, that he was sharing with me is that him being inside the trenches is, 
uh, and he, he focuses a lot on uh, uh, pulmonary um, uh, recovery for people in the ICU. So that's one of his specialties. Uh, he wants to actually get hands-on on the virus um, because he's seen, he's seen the, the, uh, the cases of, of uh, different pneumonias, different flus act up for, for a few years. And, and him being inside of a hospital um, doesn't feel that he has like adequate information even within the hospital. Uh, so, uh, you know, this is one of the things where, where there's so much uncertainty with all of that. Um, it's, it's very easy for us to, to create a narrative um, that really stre stresses us out, you know? Um, and what is that going to do to your health? Right. Uh, and, and so one, one of the big things that, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's finding accuracy uh, for, for what it is happening in your close circle, uh, what's happening, uh, you know, in your own mind, starting with self first and, and let that uh, ripple out. Uh, because a lot of this stuff, we just, we just don't have no control. We have no control on, 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 on the things that are happening uh, in those areas. Uh, where we have control is, is going to be back to self. Uh, what are the narratives that we're telling ourselves? Uh, what is that? What what is that creating for your health? Um, and and you know, health health is as at the forefront. It's it's the most important thing now. Uh, it's this is why we're all being quarantined to protect our health. Um, and yet, uh, there's so much misinformation. Um, there's so much uh, fear based around all of that. Uh, it's just find accuracy for your own self. See how you're doing, how, how, how your state of being is and, 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 and work from the inside out. Um, and, and this is something that, uh, like for anything that, that I've done is how I get most success in business, uh, personal relationships. Uh, and even in, in this times is, 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 is being able to, to go deep inside of what tools do you have to cope with that? Right. Uh, what tools do you have? To, to feel your emotional body, to understand their stories that are happening in your head, uh, because all that stuff is out of our control. Um, you know, whatever is ha happening in the hospitals, what, what really can, can we do uh, as individuals, right? Uh, so uh, yeah, take care of yourselves and, 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 and support yourself. See, you know, we, we have a lot of uh, resources uh, out there. People uh, are just putting out value and support for people. Uh, take advantage, this is a good time to to, 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 to be open to saying yes to help. Um, so take the help people. Yeah, I think those are some good points. And, and one of the concepts I want to kind of throw out there that you, you shared is what I think a lot of people are experiencing is, is the reflection and thought of, oh, shoot, I might die. And even if it's subconscious and only 1% or 2%, people are kind of reflecting on their mortality right, right now and it makes them reflect on their entire existence. And so what do you think that people are kind of like uh, reflecting on, Bledsoe? Like, you know, the root of what's happening here and have you come to terms with your own mortality and how to live an extraordinary life? Because I feel like from what I've observed and the people that I've interviewed, the people that I've talked to, if they are kind people, if they're living a life that's meaningful by their own standards, if they're honest human beings and they have a reasonable health and they take care of their body, they understand a little bit about the mental practices, they have literally no concern for the virus. They are not experiencing fear. 
And as Danny said, you know, about the fear, fear is the number one um, factor or not fear. Uh, stress is the number one factor for disease. So if you're going around fearful, you're creating stress and then the likelihood of you getting it is better. And the likelihood of something going to a worse state is also better. And if you look at the statistics, you can look at the higher uh, cases, even the last time I checked, I think it was, you know, uh, 80 plus and look, the stats are always changing. So they might look, you know, always check your own stats, but it was 80, 80 years old. It was at 24% and that's high, but that's 24 out of every hundred. So if you're 84 and you don't have any other complications, you can overcome that. And so we all have individual sovereignty and we're all going to die. That's something that we all knew. And we also never had control of this crazy ride. It's like we're two-year-old toddlers and we got on this crazy elephant that had the skills of a, you know, tiger. And we, we're just kind of riding this thing and we can influence it a bit, but it's such greater power. So uh, that's a bit of a rant with not a direct question. So Bledsoe, please follow up with something. <laughs> yeah, Matt, not only are you going to die, but you will <laughs> die alone. Um, and we're all going to die alone. You know, you're not going to be there with the woman you married and she's going to fucking drift off away with you. She's going to go first or you're going to go first. And uh, I, um, I spent a summer a while back practicing dying. And I, uh, part of this started with, you know, reading some of the Tibetan Book of the Dead and just being completely fucked up over it and and uh i was like well shit man i'm gonna die and you know uh people don't think about that every day and people have probably thought about that more frequently in the last month there's more time to reflect there's this thing that everyone's terrified of it's going around killing everybody um so they have you believe and uh the the thing is is you know practice dying there's meditations you can do drift off like it's something you're going to experience it's likely the thing that's the most scary uh thing to do is is to let go of your entire everything that you know and go into something that is completely unknown and uh there are some people who die with ease and there's people who go kicking and screaming and it's and it's a really terrible experience uh and i uh i know you can practice it i practice it in meditation i practice it with shit man i spent a summer smoking uh a very uh potent sativa cannabis and then laying in my floor and then visualizing my body being decomposing into the earth and I'm not saying that's inoculated me 100% from the fear of death, but I definitely, um, I, I can tell that when I get in the conversation with people around it, or there are situations where that's more imminent, I seem to not, I don't, I don't respond the way I used to respond uh, to the conversation around like, oh, I'm going to die one day. I'm like, cool. That's going to be an interesting trip, man. That's going to be pretty, pretty crazy. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's just an unknown thing. I think that's, that's usually the scariest. Um, I, I, I want to talk a little bit about what you were talking about Danny about and, and, uh, people are bringing up all this different information there's fake news and, and, oh, there's this new data that came out that says this or that. And my two favorite answers have, be have become, 
and this was beforehand, but like whenever someone brings something sensational to me, they're like, oh my God, can't you, they're gonna, they're gonna do this. You know, they're gonna make us all get vaccines. It's gonna be mandated and they're gonna chip us and then they're gonna, da, 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 da. I'm like, I'm like, maybe. My two favorite responses is maybe and we'll see. That's it. I'm like, I don't fucking know. Like, and here's the thing is, we have an entire world where nobody validates information for themselves. In fact, we're, we've been, we were raised in an environment where it's been discouraged. We put science on a pedestal and the pedestal, what people perceive, I mean, we can talk about what science really is and how people perceive science. These are different things. Science on the pedestal, the, the, the way that most, we'll say the average American perceives science is it's just a bunch of information. That's what people think science is. And, and if you disagree with science, then you're, there, there's something wrong with you and you're just crazy. And the thing is, that's not what science is. It's not just a bunch of information. It's a process. And people don't even understand that process. But here's the thing is, I, I stopped trusting any information a while back. I only believe in what I can validate for myself. So if someone says, this is how this works, there's this scientific theory and, and thousands of scientists, they all back it up, I go, maybe. Because I need to know for myself. And I can act like it's true, but I'm not gonna go around prophesying about certain things until I can see it for myself, like maybe. And so I think that people as a whole, if we wanna really be, if we wanna be adults, if you want to stop being a child running around the world, validate some stuff for yourself before you go talking about it. And I, and I love researching and experimenting and interviewing people and all this stuff, but I don't know. And the people I know, the people I know that have, have really dug deep and they've really found information and they're just, they're, they're go-getters. They say the same thing. Maybe we'll see, you know, I don't know. I don't know shit. So the, the wisest people I know in the world will turn around and say, I don't know shit. And really to understand is 5G, is 5G causing this? Look, no one thing is causing the virus. It didn't come out of a bat. It didn't come out. Like everyone wants to believe in cause and effect. Oh, this one thing caused this thing. It's like we, that's another thing that science has been, the way that science has been portrayed is from a, a laboratory uh, perspective where there's only, there's only one variable and everything else is controlled, but that's not how the world works. What created this virus is everything. Everything that is happening in the world and everything that's happened before now and everything that's happening right now created the virus. And if you want that virus to go away, you have to change something and it's not one thing. It's how things are done. It's like someone comes and goes, I want to lose 50 pounds. I want to change this in my life. I want to change that in my life. It ain't going to be a workout routine that gets you there. It ain't going to be a diet. It's going to be a lifestyle change. And so this virus, it was created by us, by the way in which the world operates and the way it's been operating. And if it isn't this virus, it'll be another one next year. And it'll be another one, another one. The world, the globe, the whole planet needs to have a lifestyle change. So 
people people love to point at one thing. I, I'm going to blame 5G. I'm going to blame vaccines. I'm going to blame the food. I'm going to blame this. It's not. It's everything. And it's everybody. Anyways, up my soapbox. <laughs> I, no, I agree with all that. Uh, the messenger of transcendence. What's it? Is that is that what you call him? <laughs> That's what he calls me. <laughs> you're on you're on mute, Mark. Uh, I got you. Let me unmute you. There we go. Wait, why well, won't it unmute? You might have to do it yourself. Unmute myself. He's in my go. phone as the messenger of transcendence. <laughs> so, well, I love all that. I think it's important. And you know, talking to Tom Campbell, the one of the leading physicists on simulation theory, helped you know, create the Monroe Institute of Consciousness. This guy has been in this for years and is incredibly brilliant. You know, if we are in the simulation or the first world character, one of the things he talked about is self-responsibility. And he also talked about the idea of being a global citizen. So we're taking responsibility for this as a whole. Um, we're taking a responsibility for our own health, for the virus being here, for our actions, for all of these different things. And I think that's important because we're always packing the passing the buck and we're always blaming something else and so if we can have more awareness for what's going on and more empowerment we can make better decisions and i'd love to hear uh Mark's that and up. people wanting something to save them a vaccine or a yes. person or a thing no one thing's going to save you yeah you gotta save Nothing. yourself yeah. You got, you got to be the, you know, you got to be the master and that it's so true. You know, like I've had 350 episodes plus I've interviewed some of the smartest mofos in the world and in a deep, and you know, they can only tell you a fraction of a fraction. Dr. Bear has been studying viruses for 40 years and he can say, I can say this, you know, doesn't mean he's like, I know that I don't know a little tiny bit, but he's talking about contagions and, and he's explaining how, you know, blew my mind. He's, he said, HIV doesn't cause AIDS. And I said, what? explain that to me and he's got a two-hour video that does that and i was like that blows my mind but he told me it was used to say it, it was this causes that to create some other thing that's a man i trust and then i verify with another person that i trust but do i know no i don't but usually if you follow the money and what's happening and, and I've, i study a lot of manipulation if you want a great documentary some good stuff go to edward bernays century of self it's great you know understand a little bit about psychology and persuasion understand a little bit about neuro-linguistic programming, language, and what other people are saying to you and being able to separate fact from story. One of them, <clears throat> our made headlines was 150 million people could die. Well, when you really start to narrow it down, understand the virus a little bit, that's a terrifying thing. You're like, holy shit, you just hit me with a whole bunch of death, right? And that's how you process that, <laughs> that thing. You know, but you got to everybody's going to die. Right. And so now you're in fear mode and you're and you're, you know, you're going to your local supermarket and you're buying only toilet paper. And, you know, I was there for weeks after nobody was eating the rice. Nobody's eating the canned goods. I was like, whoever's buying this stuff is, is probably going to be the first one out. Anyway, no, you know, we know people don't want to die with a dirty ass now. Yeah, it's, it's the new thing. Yeah. So, Mark, you got some you got some thoughts for us? <sighs> Bring me back to a specific question. <laughs> we just, we just, we just had a buffet of ideas of everything. Yeah, well, let's let's go with this direction. You know, one of the ideas that I like, and this is my current belief. What I think is, we're in a little bit of a rocky road. Something that's never, we've never seen this ever. We know that. We that's a true thing. We've never experienced anything like this on a planet. We know as individuals that it's how we respond to what's happening that's going to create 
what's next? We're, we can't choose this because we're in it right now. We accept it as it is. How can we respond? What I like about this is, is this the opportunity that we have for a species to grow up, to be a global citizen, to move towards planetary peace, to build systems, cultures, societies based on actual values? You know, Tom Campbell put it so simply. He's just like, you know, you export Coca-Cola. Does that help any individual or does it harm them? Is it just for profit? You know, they get addicted to caffeine and whatever. He's like, I'm not saying it's wrong, but what if you exported kindness and caring and compassion and, and what that was? How would the world change? And if you think about your own video game and how can I make this the best for me, that creates a game of chaos. But if you say, how can I make this best for everyone, it creates a world of collaboration. And I'd love to hear you speak about some of the positive things you've seen or if this could be a catalyst for positive change on the planet. I like what you just did right there. You, 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 you were a connoisseur of questions, you know? Is this good for me or is this good for more people than me? Uh, a, lot of, a lot of where people are focusing, you know, going back to what Danny said about people focusing on what they do not want to have happen to them and their family. So a lot of it comes down to the questions we're asking ourselves, you know, and that also dovetails into what Mike just said, you know, the maybes and the will sees. Ask good questions as opposed to believing, believing statements. And you will have more flu, <laughs> flow, your, your breath will be more fluid. <laughs> uh, that's a mix of, mix of fluid and flow. Yeah, you'll, you'll you, you, you know, uh, knowing that there's, there's, I mean, a lot of people are saying this, there's a lot of ways to come out of quarantine, you know? What are, what are my options? When someone gets roadblocked in a session, I have them pick up their pen and their paper, okay, and write down what their options are. And nine, nine, 95 percent of the time, they feel they they feel a lot better because they're 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 being creative instead of instead of stuck and stagnant. Mike and I did a show yesterday. He we wrapped and. Um, sitting still and and waiting for waiting for things to happen for you uh it's it's a bit of prey energy you know i like taking action i'm a big fan of it i'd rather take action and make a mistake than 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 wallow in indecision um those, those are my mediocre answers hit me with another question i'll see what i can do well, I think that's important, man. Um, again, one of those things, uh, Tom, Tom, I think gave one of the best masterclasses I, I've experienced anyway, because he doesn't, you know, go like, you know, Mike is kind of continuously talking about not buying into the story, you know, and, and, you know, maintaining your own sovereignty. And Tom was the same way. And one of the things he spoke about is taking action and, and being your own, you know, your own player, you have to take action to get a result and you have to be okay with failure. And I think that that's this uncertainty is what a lot of people are, are dealing with right now. So, um, you know, how do you help people deal with that uncertainty? Cause now, you know, you, you got your, your life path going and now it's just been exploded. Probably it's not going back to the way it was. And that's how a lot of people end up getting yeah. to a life where they're more passionate. They experience such a pain, such a catalyst so now they're going to switch things up. 
we're experiencing this on a global scale. So we're, we could look at, you could look at any of these okay. systems. You got something? Yeah, on. I got something. <laughs> uh, uh, since this, this conversation was brought to us uh, you know, under the umbrella of language, I have been doing a simple yet effective exercise with, with people. Because uh, a lot of people are saying, I can't believe this is happening. You, have you have, raise your hand, fellas, if you if you've heard that or of a variation, a flavor of that? Okay, you have them. You have them make a simple translation. Okay, is this and this is how you walk them into it? Is this happening? Yes. So, because this is happening, can you believe that this is happening? Yes. So make the statement. I can believe this is happening, and it. The, the difference between those two statements right there, there's, it's, it's actually got teeth. The I can't believe this is happening or I can't believe uh, – I can't believe she said that or I can't believe he did that. I can't believe I ate the whole thing. I can't believe uh, uh, you know, we've got this world lockdown going on. That, that is, that's very constrictive and it keeps us in a state of shock. And people in shock don't make moves very well, okay? Uh, you, you want to be able to, to look and see the tiger and be able to, you know, have a little mobility in your life, a little mental dexterity or maybe a lot of mental dexterity. So, so coming to terms with this is, this is a something, this is, this is here, this is happening. Um, you know, I can't, I said this, I, call, I catch myself in this. I, I translate for myself a lot. It's because it's because it's a practice. Okay. I can't believe country people aren't shaking hands. Because they aren't. My neighbors came over the other day and it was like it was it was awkward, dude. You know, what do we do? It, it kick shins or like, you know, do one of these. Uh, uh, and I was like, no, I can believe country people aren't shaking hands. That is, that's something I want to talk about too. What does this do to the what, what does this do to social contact you know a year from now what does that look like you asking us yeah what do you think matt <laughs> let's let's go to danny danny hasn't chimed let's in go to for you, a bit. Danny. what do you think danny's very good at social contact so he's the perfect <laughs> man to ask i'll um i'll hold any of his men here for uh, a few minutes i think they've experienced that so uh, yeah, man, uh, you know, as it's been, uh, even before all of this, uh, I've always noticed that, uh, that physical contact is something that people are already disconnected with. And now we're the biggest threat. So imagine what stories are being created and, and you know, what, what is that doing? Like even to like children <laughs> and what, what, you know, children under seven, what stories are going to be programmed for them uh, as, as they grow older? Um, so, uh, you know, something that we've been experiencing talking to a lot of parents who are now homeschooling, uh, realizing how much busy work their kids get. And it's like, oh, shit, there's more valuable things we could be teaching our, our, uh, our children. Um, so uh, it, it's part of that, you know, that evolution of, of what we're learning and what skill sets we have and, and, and just understanding like what that human connection is and how important it is for, for us as humans to have that. Um, 
And, you know, especially now more than ever that we're being separated. Uh, so if, if you're happen to be quarantined with somebody, like learn how to like build the, the, those healthy connections um, and, and, and just ask, like a simple ask, uh, it goes a long way. Um, hey, could I get a hug? And uh, that, 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 that's going to fill people's cup. Um, you know, even before, before breath, before story, hold somebody for 30 seconds and watch your whole, you know, your chemicals are just going to change. You're going to feel completely different. Um, yeah, su super important. Uh, so it, it's, it's one of those things that I, I hope people uh, become aware of that and, and can practice uh, asking for those type of stuff in their lives um, uh, now and going forward in the future. Um, su super important stuff. I hadn't even thought about the kids. I hadn't even thought about little kids growing up in, in this right now, getting that idea, you know, cause what I was thinking about, that's, that is, a, that's a thing. What I was thinking about is adults. How is, how is the reassimilation going to look for adults? Dude, little kids get, get that, get that idea. Well, Man. this is, this is where I get suspicious, you know, because I feel like human contact, you know what I mean? Connection, brotherhood, family, love, hugs, connection. We need that. You know, you look at baby elephants. If, if baby elephants don't have love and care, um, they will actually just die. And I think that we're the same way. If we, if this creates a narrative and you guys love story and language, and that's where you look at what's happening and what's the narrative. Does this mean that? Is it equal weights and measures? You know, like the law and the, the, the little thing they got going on there. Does this equal that? Is this necessary? Uh, for what's moving forward. And so if the narrative does change and we say we can't handshake, we can't hug, you know, as a species, for me, that's de-evolution. You know, we as a species have evolved beyond viruses for hundreds and thousands of years. That's what we've done. We've gotten stronger. Our bodies are biologically made to overcome this stuff. The stories that I know of a first person of people healing themselves of extraordinary things through simple things that include clean diet and understanding diet, relieving stress and getting out in nature, getting connected to um, what your vocation is, what you enjoy in life and what your passions are. If you eat crappy food, you're stressed out all the time and you hate your life, the chances of disease are very high. And when we have this system and we have this um, media that's kind of bought out, you know, I just, I just had an interview with his name is Dr. Diva Nagula, and he's a proper medical doctor. He got diagnosed with cancer. He said, uh, and he's better now, but he said in the middle of that journey, he had to go to another doctor to get, uh, you know, assessed and get his recommendation. The first suggestion he gave him was the most aggressive form of chemotherapy. That's what he said. He found out after he got two opinions, he didn't need that. But then he found out that the guy had a vested interest in chemotherapy. And so my concern, and when I'm looking at these things and trying to keep an open mind and not jump to conclusions, what if that narrative starts to happen and we're more disconnected? And that's the challenge that we're having on the planet right now. We, we need to be connected. And maybe there's evidence we shouldn't be physically connected uh, for a time being. But if that were to go on, that would change our culture indefinitely uh, in, in, in many ways and probably not ideal ones, but I, again, I don't know anything. So do you guys have any thoughts on that? 
I have so a crazy th- amount of thoughts about that. Because <laughs> yeah, I saw the thing with Joe Rogan, he posted in, and I think Fauci said, you know, never shake hands again. And that's why a lot of doctors are coming out. Yeah. Um, some of them that I know say, hey, look, we don't have the evidence for that. We can prove this. And, and if they are going to do that, what we should have, you know, because I don't know, I post something, if it's a little bit riskier, people kind of lose their mind. We should have an open debate with very smart people going back and forth. And guess what? The person telling the truth always makes the most sense. And you always know who's telling the truth. Every time you have a public debate about important <clears throat> things, you always know who's telling the truth and where the evidence is weighed so we can make a great decision. So Mike, jump on in. Maybe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> uh, the, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, we can go back to the divergence conversation on this one is there are those of us that are in the know. We know that physical contact produces certain hormones in the body that are critical to us feeling safe over time um, and being in a place where we can uh, procreate and uh, create little human beings that, that can create and not just survive. And so what, what ends up happening is there are going to be people who pay no attention to this. I mean, I have to watch myself uh, during this time. I, I'm not getting a lot of, I'm not getting the same amount of physical contact I'm used to. And I'm, I'm having to check in and go, okay, when I'm in an environment where I'm going to get more physical contact, like I'm going to, I need to be gentle with myself and that it may be jarring, you know, months and months and months go by. I mean, I've had that happen before. I remember going on a deployment in the Navy and coming back and then seeing my girlfriend. It's like, it's like I had this, I had this whole scene built up in my head about how it was going to be cool to connect physically. And then when we did, it was like, whoa. And I, I had to relearn how to do that. And so because I've had that experience before, I'm like, okay, I need to watch out for this. And a lot of people I think will from now on, adults and children from now on who are not aware that this is so critical are going to stop touching each other so much. And so moving on from there, during, during childhood development, when, when a child is in the womb, th- there is evidence to show if, if there is this experience of threat, then frontal cortex development in the brain is is retarded. It's, it's reduced, right? The proper use of that word. Um, and if, if the baby, it feels, if it's in the mother's in a, a really loving environment, there's a lot of physical touch going on. Then the brain develops in a way that allows that, that child to have more, uh, frontal cortex development, more creation, being more, having more awareness, being able to expand their awareness much more quickly and understand things. And so what, what's going to end up happening is, is I, there's so many things that are going to cause divergence, the, an economic divergence. There's going to be an emotional intelligence divergence. There's going to be an, an IQ divergence. There's all these divergences that are happening. For instance, so many kids are going home um, and the parents don't know how to school them. And some parents are going to be able to figure it out. You know, the, the 1%, the 5% of us, the 5% of us are going to go, okay, I'm still going to, uh, I'm going to reintegrate and touch people and I'm going to reintegrate that in my life. I understand it might be difficult, but I'm going to do it consciously. I'm going to train my kids consciously. I realize they're just getting a bunch of busy work, but you know, we're going to change that. And so what's going to happen is 
there is all this stuff that's becoming illuminated and 5% of the population is going to take full advantage of it. And we're going to look like fucking superheroes and it's not going to be that big. It actually isn't that big of a deal. It's just like, we understand, you know, what it takes to have emotional intelligence. We understand how hormones and physical touch and, we understand economics enough and, and how to produce value in the world that when we come out of this, we'll probably be the winners. Um, you know, we'll look successful or whatever. And then you're going to have the majority of the population who they don't know this stuff. They just don't know it. They haven't been introduced to it. Their lineage put them in a position where they're not exposed to this information. And so they're just going to go on. They, they're not going to train their kids appropriately. They'll just stick them right back in school when they're done. Um, they're, the, the physical touch thing, they won't even think about it. Just, they'll feel like they'll look back in 10 years and go, yeah, man, that was weird. I wasn't touching people as much, but won't know that they still have a pattern of not touching people. And so what will end up happening is you're going to have people who are more aggressive, less loving. And so you're going to have a, a large part of the population. This is, this is, I'm not saying this is what will happen. This is what I'm theorizing could happen. And if this divergence grows, there's going to be economic disparity. There's going to be emotional intelligence disparity. And what you're going to have is a group of people who are much more set up to be in survival mode and who you would probably want to avoid if, if there's a conflict or things get a little sketch. And then there's going to be the people who can handle the situation and they've learned how to leverage everything in their life to, to, to make themselves better. And so I think a lot of times people look at capitalist systems or something like that and say, oh, it's creating inequality. And, you know, people can argue for or against if that's actually true and if there is a better system, whatever. Um, but this is just, I, I see this as, this is how, uh, this is human development. Human development on a large scale is what gave us our economic system. It's what is created our social system and rules and all these things. And so uh, over time, there's been more and more complaints. And I think that something like this, where we have a guy who's supposedly in charge, Fauci, saying this crazy shit that is going to fuck people up. And is it on purpose? I don't know. You know what? I am a firm believer that the people that are in charge are really fucking smart. And they don't get there because, you know, they, were, they didn't figure some shit out. So I start, I assume that everything's on purpose, but I also don't know what the actual ulterior motive is. I stay curious. I go, why is he saying not to shake hands? I don't know. Maybe we'll see, you know, like, but I'm watching. I'm not just following along saying, well, I'm not going to shake a hand. I'm like, why is he saying this? Cause this doesn't make sense. I mean, the whole idea of the virus and how viruses spread is like almost everyone's been exposed to it already. Like, are you, are, it's, is your body responding to it in a, in a favorable manner or is it overreacting and killing you? There's a, whatever. It's just, it's nuts. It's nuts. I, I think that there's going to, there's going to be a need for intimacy workshops <laughs> when this is all said and done. Oh, you're muted. You're muted, brother. Got it. Yeah, dude, I agree with most of that other than the people in power. They might be smart, but I feel like, you know, looking at the money trails of certain people doing certain things, I'm, I'm skeptical. I've always been skeptical of the systems that we have. I wish that they could be for the people, 
Um, but when we have 9.1 million people dying of starvation each year, we still have war. There's a lot of upgrades and uh, development. Oh, I wasn't making a comment on their intentions. I was just talking about their intelligence. Oh, yeah, they're smart. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay, good. Yeah, we're on the same page. Yeah, because, you know, um, even, you know, when I had that t- – Instagram comment. I was like, Oh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Actually. And he said, I, so I was like, is this you or your team that blow my mind? But you know, there's a lot of evidence of saying, look at the background of this individual. You can do the research and be like, Oh, what is the main purpose here? But I agree with like, you know, that idea of what is the consequence moving forward and why, you know what I mean? You need to give me a good explanation. And if you're going to take my rights away, um, you know, you really need to give me a why if you're going to stick this needle in my arm, you know, and you're not going to give me a choice now. And I have to believe you, you know, if I look at the government's history, it's not so great. You don't have like a really squeaky clean track record of helping everybody out, you know, not like, a great you know, record. You no. know what I mean? You know, I don't know. So can I be suspicious? Uh, you know, but, uh, so we're in, we're in some interesting times, man, that's for sure. But I, I, I would be very, um, saddened and, and well, saddened if we, if we weren't hugging, if we weren't touching is so important. I think, you know what I mean? That, yeah. you know, we don't shake hands as a civilization anymore. We don't, we don't hug, you know, you don't hug your friends. You don't hug your kids. You know, I always hug my homies. I'm probably one of the, you know, from where I grew up, but they know that I'm going to hug them. They just shake hands, but I'm, you know, I've been yeah. to too many festivals. I throw a hug every time I see <laughs> you, you know, coming out the back of Birdman, the arms go open. We yeah. get in there and it's just like, you know, I, I always, I've used this as a few times. You're like hugging lead. I've never felt like whatever you're doing with your str- shrug, you've made your muscles lead. It's very fascinating. <laughs> but I get, to, I get to enjoy that hug and you feel good and we have evidence for that. So we're very social creatures. And I feel like that is more an agenda item because if we're going to get through this thing, if we're going to evolve as a humanity, we got to do it together. You know what yeah. I mean? Period. Yeah. You know what? You know what, people? Work those DMs. Line that, line that up uh, when, uh, when it's over so you can get some physical contact. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Hug, hug train, you know, you know, the world's hug biggest. Train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, you know what though? Seriously, I've got a, I've got a zoom date on, on Sunday. So, you know, right like, like, you know, you play, still play the field and you know, when, when the dust settles, go get some physical touch, you know, take it slow, take it slow. oh man well boys you know i want to honor your time it is it is good friday we are technically on a holiday right now i think right same in u.s yeah i found out about it today okay yeah so i don't know one one of one of my guys decided not to work today and (laughs) and and he's atheist like you opportunist (laughs) mother (laughs) sounds like it's great working for you man no days off no days off and he's canadian and he's canadian oh man yeah we're notorious for that tricky tricky we like our leisure bro just out here shooting some bucks and (laughs) drinking maple syrup Uh, well well (laughs) (laughs) so side drink well, boys, I appreciate you guys. I've really enjoyed this conversation. Um, is there anything that you guys want to share? You want to do a round of closing thoughts? Or is there anything that any of you really want to touch on before we close it out? 
and enjoy the rest of the day. But all these perspectives are great. And that's, you know, even just doing the panels for me, one of my realizations, these big themes are you got to take responsibility for your own world. You know, we got to think about this as a global community and, you know, keep your eyes open. Don't be afraid if you're sitting there crapping your pants. That's not a useful state of being focus on what you want. You know, you make the most of your time, as you guys have said, in, in more or less uh, different, different words. Yeah, I, I've yet to see a time that I've existed where uh, working on yourself it, it, this is the best time. This is the best time to work on yourself. This is the best time to learn how to be with your thoughts, put them on paper, the best time to notice what you're feeling in your body and be with it, be present with yourself. Uh, it's the best time to, to, to where, where have you been settling in your life? Where, what, what is, what's the thing that's been bothering you about you? And get down to the root of it. You have the opportunity to come out of this situation a different person. Do it. Love it. Danny, you yeah, want just, to jump in? Uh, yeah, man, just for me, man, we got, you know, so many uncertain times and, and just love for yourself and love for others. You know, it's, it's uh, now, now more important than ever to show that through uh, a smile, a conversation, uh, any way you, you could express it. And, um, uh, you know, I, I love talking to this too uh, to and having part of my life because there are people that can express that. So, um, yeah, it's, it's finding it within yourself or, or what it is that you need now. Um, what, what is it that you can create for yourself in a loving way? And how is that going to ripple out to, to, to your ecosystem and, and to the rest of the world? Beautiful. Love it. Mark, what do you got, brother? Up your phone and call a couple of your, couple of your high school friends. Mm. And, and, and just talk mm -hmm. about, talk about. It's the silliest stuff you used to do. Watch how you feel. It's not, it's negation acknowledged. It's not as good as a hug and it's still pretty damn good, man. Still pretty damn good. And call your grandparents. They're thinking about you. I promise. Wonderful. Well, boys, I appreciate this uh, very much. It's been a privilege and an honor. Uh, I, I am so excited to meet you, Danny. Uh, you came highly recommended from the boys. So it's a pleasure to meet you. And I look forward to uh, doing something in your neck of the woods, maybe California when we're out of this quarantine, we'll get that hug line going, you know, we'll do some fitness, hug train, we'll, hug train. <laughs> we'll, you know, we'll get outdoors, you know, and we'll have a new appreciation for actually being allowed outside because the government has allowed it. And I look forward to those days. So thank you guys for your words, your work, your integrity, and everything you're doing in the world in quarantine and outside of it. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate Thank you, Matt. Matthew. Thank you. Peace, fellas. Thanks, guys, for watching. All right, guys, I hope that you enjoyed that amazing episode. I really enjoyed the discussion with those boys. Uh, we are in some challenging times and friends and perspectives and insights always help to make it a little bit better. Um, I think the importance of story and breath work and movement and your health is so important at this time. And so if you enjoyed it, please share it on your Facebook wall. Do what you can to get the word out there. Consider leaving a review on iTunes. Join the Academy for exclusive content and access to the Soul Compass 
course, that really helps. Uh, you can send me a note and you can do a pay as you want if you'd like. Just go matt at zenathlete.com and I will help you out. I want more people to go through that Soul Compass course because it's amazing to see how quickly and clearly we can connect to our life path and purpose when we go through a specifically designed uh, set of questions and lessons that help get you there. It's just things that we don't often consider, but when you go through that process, the success rate is basically 100%. It takes a long time to get there. You don't just immediately go onto your life path and purpose and it's all hunky-dory, but you are able to start to make quick progress because you've clearly defined where you want to go. And it's been a joy to witness how many people have really stepped into that path and changed their direction. And it's the questions that help you change that direction. So if you're interested in that, check out the Academy and the Soul Compass course, or send me a note and apply for some one-on-one coaching, whether you're an individual, you're a CEO, or you're looking to make a transition. Uh, I've worked with everybody from high performing CEOs and athletes to everyday people that want to transition to a more meaningful life, designing it around something that has meaning and purpose to them. Those are definitely the people I love to work with. So hit me up and would love to hear from you. So thank you guys so much for listening. I wish you all of the best wherever you are in the world. Um, So let's come into a state of peace and coherence before we close it out. Wherever you are, just stop what you're doing. Take in a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath and just let it out slowly, filling every cell, muscle, and fiber of your being with peace, joy, contentment, courage, and ready to take on the rest of the day. So thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.